KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Here on Midday, we talk about homelessness a lot. We talk to local leaders about how to get people off the streets and into housing. We talk to advocates about how to work on this issue in a humane way. But we rarely get to talk with people who are most directly affected by homelessness. And today, right now, we'd like to change that. Joining me is Theo Henderson. He's the creator and host of the podcast, We the Unhoused, and was a 2022 activist in residence at UCLA. He also spent eight years living unhoused. Theo, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me, Jade. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places. So what motivated you to start your podcast, We The Unhoused? First of all, when I started We The Unhoused, it became an accumulation of understanding and insight of living in the live of an unhoused person, conversely, then hearing how mainstream uh, media describes unhoused people, as well as NIMBYs, which is the acronym for not in my backyard who doesn't want to see the unhoused uh, community members. And so what I've learned, because I had some preconceived notions before I became unhoused, um, learning going through this journey, I said, you know what, it would behoove and benefit not only the unhoused community to have our stories out there from the perspective of an unhoused person, but also to educate and also motivate people to do some constructive and effective uh, correcting of the solutions of houselessness instead of the old deleterious effects that they are currently doing us now. Mm. You know, I noticed you don't use the term homeless. Um, Can you talk about why you use the word unhoused instead? The movement of houselessness has become uh, important that we differentiate and create an agency for ourselves. So often or not, this is a house response about uh, homelessness, uh, which dates back into the early 1700s. Uh, like as, as I am African-American and majority of unhoused people are African-American and Latino, um, we are no strangers to activism movements of changing our identities or our way, how we address ourselves and how we look at ourselves. And it's, it is so with the unhoused community. We create this identity and agency to let the world know if you want to understand or really get weighed into the world of our houselessness uh, cesspool, you must understand that this is how we wish to be identified. Now, not everyone wants to be called unhoused. Some like to be called unsheltered. Some like to be called sky forward or, or other identities. But this is the opens the door for how many house peoples and many mainstream media outlets utilize this only to be simple because that's what the mainstream media is used to. But this is offers some nuance uh, to the conversation. It is. And how do you think that impacts efforts to improve the situation and get people into housing? The thing uh, is twofold, because once you start to use the terms of housed and unhoused, uh, you also do something that's very radical. You humanize the individual. You not only just this don't say blankly homeless individual or vagrant or transient or other uh, negative uh, by two per two kind of statements, you use these terms to see the unhoused person where they are. 
Um, not every unhoused person is uh, has mental challenges or me- mental differences. Uh, not every uh, unhoused person are battling substance usage. There are unhoused families, like 50,000 unhoused children in LAUSD uh, that are coping, struggling, going to school, and then they're unhoused. There are families that are trying to actually uh, work at Starbucks, and they are unhoused. There are people like uh, I was asked earlier about my lunch and dinner plans, that when we go to the produce market, these people that are picking our produce and vegetables and fruits are living unsheltered and unhoused, and I've interviewed them. So it opens the conversation into, in order for us to be a, a solution forward, a solution orientated, we must disabuse ourselves of these notions of uh, houselessness as a problem or a problem to exterminate, but to understand houselessness is a human condition that can happen to anybody. Indeed. Uh, now, you were making this podcast while unhoused. What was that like? It was a unique challenge, I have to say. So it was a very tight juggling act. And not only that, going into different places of unhoused. I started out uh, interviewing my friends who were unhoused, and then I expanded and going into different areas like Echo Park. Then I went out to other parts of the city, like the Valley, which, you know, it's going to take a minute to get out there. And then I, it became, during the pandemic, I uh, took it to outside of Los Angeles. It opened a door to revolutionary type of uh, understanding. And the unhoused community has been so gracious and so so kind to tell me their stories. And when like, I know when we were having a little bit of a technical difficulty. Now, imagine being unhoused and having to deal with the sound issue. Uh, where I'm interviewing people out in the, where the ambulance is coming or they're under a bridge or they're having other external ex- stuff. So I had to start over. So you can imagine... Um, I didn't have a, a, a broadcast station, but if you will, but I had to really get it as close as possible and as authentic as possible to get uh, people to understand my studio was the uh, elements, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you will, yeah. conversely, than you know, some established quiet place, which I think really sent the signal out to unhoused people. They really realized I really was going out to where unhoused people were. Yeah. I mean, and that that noise and all of that is so much part of of the story, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, your podcast, well, you started your podcast before the pandemic. I mean, how did conditions change for unhoused people after COVID hit? Well, individually, I had um, broken my leg literally two days before Mayor Garcetti made the shelter-in-place order. I believe it was April 15th, if my memory serves me correctly. And literally the next day, it was like the day the earth stood still. There was no activity. The places where uh, most unhoused people would go to go to the bathroom was shut down. Literally, unhoused people were starving because I don't know if you remember during the media uh, was showing how people were stockpiling food, mm-hmm. uh, running in and hoarding bathroom tissue and 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 and, and water and food and things that you know that's the lifeline of unhoused people too. Uh, we have things that's it's called general relief, but here in Los Angeles we have a program called Cal Fresh and Cal Fresh is a program where you can get hot food using your car, but you have to eat the food inside the, uh, the restaurant or establishment that has that. Hmm. Well, well, when the shelter in place happened, there was no restaurants that allows that because you couldn't sit down because it was against the uh, law. So in essence, that door and that avenue was cut from us. So we were cut from having cold food because people were courting it and putting that in their freezers. And in hot food, we couldn't go to places to use uh, to eat the hot food. So it, it fell upon like the detritus of the schools that had excess cartons of milk. They were giving it to me and another uh, activist, 
Melissa Alcidero, her and I went out and started feeding unhoused people uh, the excess food from the schools because they didn't have the schools open. And to literally, when I say to really see hunger, to see starvation, to pe- see people eating food through the paper, it really puts a, um, a punctuation mark on the crisis in the city about houselessness, how we deal with houselessness and something like a pandemic and how we deal with human dignity and creating solutions that have the emphasis and focus on human dignity instead of ostracizing a segment of our society. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places. Wow. I mean, what a crisis. You know, people end up uh, unhoused for so many different reasons. Can you talk a bit about that? And if you don't mind, share um, what your journey uh, has been like. My journey was very shocking in the respect that I have sustained being unhoused over eight years um, because I had short bouts of being unhoused and I was able to get on my feet. But this was one of the things that when I had a medical emergency, the dynamics uh, changed in my life completely. I had to recover. I was basically on couch commitments by some very close friends and colleagues. But as you know, with couch commitment, the, uh, the welcome wears worn and I became much more subconscious. Um, for them trying to be kind, but they have their own life issues. We were beginning the, uh, the Great Recession, and people were tightening up their uh, wallets and their, their, their pocketbooks in order to sustain this, this hard time. So I started out going to mid to the two, two to three star hotels, then it got down to two star, then it got down to one star, then it got down to shelters, and then it got down onto the streets. And as, like I say, this has been an eye opening journey because. We have been uh, in, uh, inundated with ideas of a houselessness. We think of them as the villains in the story when they are really the victims of a systematic failure that we either uh, pass the buck or we just choose not to truly uh, want to address it because we're afraid that we might be the next person on the chopping block. Hmm. I mean, what do you think would be an effective approach to helping get people into housing? The first thing I think, and this is coming from my education roots, is to educate the population, really just to be honest about where we are and where it stands and why it looks like it looks like in the city as well as all across the country. Gentrification is the leading cause of all of this. And, and once you price out people and, and keep wages so stagnant, there are going to be people that's going to fall to the cracks. People are teetering dangerously over the edge of houselessness because of all it takes is a medical emergency, all it takes is a family emergency, or it takes a family crisis. So we have to understand that human frailty and human conditions is not the uh, result of us to be uh, down on unhoused people, but our system has to change and educating people that houselessness affects everybody. The people that serve your pumpkin spice latte are literally unhoused. The people that you go into restaurants are doing bus busing and servicing and they're getting poorly waged. Many of them are housed and secure or unhoused. When you go into uh, pick out a salad or going to get some vegetables, these people are literally, uh, after they're picking all of the, uh, the produce, are literally living out of the field because they cannot afford the housing in the areas where these farms are. So we have to have these kind of conversations, these honest conversations, these educational points that houselessness is in your face. Uh, UCLA has a shelter uh, for unhoused college students. 
So it's hitting every facet of our society. It's just that when people see tents and encampments, they believe that's the sum part, uh, sum total and a part and parcel of the conversation. Hmm. You know, and talk more. I mean, what misconceptions do you think housed people have about unhoused people? One, that the majority of unhoused people are criminals. The majority of unhoused people are on substances and the majority of unhoused people have mental differences. And that is just simply not true. And I want to take one moment to pick out the, the substance use issue. Most unhoused people are using substances once they become unhoused, not because they are unhoused, because they travail through this harsh uh, environment of hostile architecture, hostile nimbyism, hostile uh, law enforcement, uh, and, and the creating the system to navigate to try to get out of the houses will drive anyone to drink, <laughs> will drive anyone to use substances to alleviate uh, the challenges and the great isolation that occurs when you're dealing with houses. It's a isolating uh, offense. Uh, I had to really try to pretend that I wasn't at house to get people to even listen to me having a conversation for many years until it was so, the, the jig was up that when I was starting to live on the street, I couldn't maintain the facade that I just basically had to come to grips that I had fallen into the society's viewpoint of what houselessness is, or I was deserving to be housed and other people were not because they didn't do the same obfuscation that I did. And do people treat you differently as a housed versus an unhoused person? Most certainly. Absolutely. Uh, first of all, when I, and I, it's funny you mentioned that, I'd like to point out too, when I did uh, We in House, I did like, I think two or three episodes and uh, people were coming up to me and they were just absolutely shocked, floored. They kept bringing this conversation up like, wow, you sound so educated. Wow, you are so different. Why can't you just get a job and just, you know, and then you'll be done? Why did it take you that long? And I had to look at them like, because who in the heck would like to be out here eight years to be unhoused? The system is created in a way that it is difficult for even the most well-intentioned and the most well-organized you're not going to get out of houselessness within two to three months, and particularly during the height of a, a recession. So to hear them say that, it's like in our mind, we have got it programmed that the only people that are unhoused are people that are suffering some uh, substances or mentally ill or just basically the ne'er-do-wells of our society, and they deserve what they get. Wow. I mean, ultimately, what do you want housed people to know about unhoused people? that it is a multifaceted issue. The solutions are not going to come right away by venting or targeting unhoused people on next door vigilante apps. It is not going to be solved when housed people are running up, committing violence to unhoused people, videotaping it, or running over a houseless, but recently a houseless activist was killed, ran over by someone upset because they were feeding unhoused people. So we, we have to really start to have a campaign to reinstitute our empathy and sympathies for uh, people that may not have our same life experiences. And I think that's very difficult for uh, not all, but some of the what house people to do because uh, our society is created on the fact that we have the Horatio Alger myth. We pick ourselves up from our bootstrap. If I could do it or the conversation, you have some people that come from another country, from a war-torn country and create themselves, uh, create a life for themselves. Why can't unhouse people without understanding the effects of redlining, Jim Crow, uh, capitalism, as well as the uh, other uh, racist and capitalistic kind of things that are going on in our society as well. 
Right. I, I mean, ultimately, it's hard to pick yourself up by your bootstraps if you never had a pair of boots. Thank you. Or your feet is gone. <laughs> so, so right. you know, that's, that, yeah. that's another thing, too. So Everyone's in a different position. Well, Theo, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk with us, your insight, and, and for sharing your personal story. Thank you for having me. I've been speaking with Theo Henderson, a formerly unhoused activist and podcast producer. You can find his podcast, We the Unhoused, wherever you get your podcast. We'll have a link on kpbs.org as well. And again, Theo, thank you. Thank you for having me, and hopefully we'll meet it in the light of understanding. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places.